0: Love, Hope, Radio. Greetings, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me tonight for Be Free Ministries NC Live. It is so wonderful to come into your home to share the word of God. It is so wonderful to give you what the Lord has given us. It's so wonderful just to share the love of Christ on this broadcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the air, since our Summer Gathering 2017. It was the last time, and I thank everyone who joined us for the Summer Gathering. We did a new thing this year where we were all online this year and it actually turned out to be very well, and I praise God again. I said it uh, in June, the end of June when we had the summer gathering, um, that I praise God for being obedient to him, and I praise God for him showing up and showing out. I got some really great feedback from the broadcast, and I thank God that we were able to have uh, or, or tap into social media and have opportunity for those around the globe to listen in to the word that the Lord gave to our speakers. Our topic was Holy Ghost Revival Back to Basics, and the women of God brought forth the Word of God in such power and in such might, and so I thank God for what he did during the summer gathering. I thank God for what he is continuing to do during the summer gathering. God has been reviving me. He has been building me up. He has been encouraging me. He has been, in some instances, correcting me, making sure that I am on the path that he's chosen and not my own path, and then correcting it or or clean, cleansing out those things that are not like him. You know, those things in my personality, those things in my attitude that are not like him, and he's making me more and more like him every day. He is reviving me, renewing me, uh, allowing the Holy Ghost to just do a work on the inside of me And I thank God for the willingness to allow the Lord to work on me, for the humility, for the surrender (laughs) that allows God to work on me through the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. I've been in the ministry. It's been now nine. It's been 18 years, actually, since I did my first sermon. It was back in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, 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 no. It was 1999, actually. Yeah, It was 1999, February 27th, actually, when I did my first summit. So I've been in ministry for a long time, have had some ups and downs. And let me tell you something. I never stopped learning. I never stopped growing. I never stopped being perfected in God, because as long as I'm living, breathing on this earth, God is working on me. He is building me up. He is strengthening me. He is renewing me. He is reviving me. He is correcting me, building me up, um, uh, uh, cleaning me up, (laughs) sanctifying me, making me holy, yet the more. And so I thank God for it. You know, I thank God for what he's doing in me and through me. I thank God for what he's doing for you and in you. And I thank God for again, the opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. It is such an awesome responsibility, and actually such a privilege to be able to share the word of God with his people. And so thank you again for joining us tonight. Thank you for being a part of Be Free Ministries. Thank you for sowing into the ministry, for listening in, for tuning in, for coming to any of our Faith You. Thank you, you are such a great part of the Be Free Ministries family, so thank you for being a part, thank you for tuning in, for leaning in to hear what the Lord is saying in this season through us. God is truly speaking to his people, he is speaking a mighty word of healing, a mighty word of deliverance, a mighty word of correction a mighty word of destiny, he is implanting himself in us even the more, and we need to be ready for when God moves. We need to be ready for when God seeks. We need to be ready for when God wants to do what he wants to do in us, for us, and through us. Amen. And we understand the world that we live in today. is so much going on in our world today with President Trump, I don't even want to go there because the Lord said don't go there, but we are enduring a lot of change in the United States and across this world, and so we need to be ready when the Lord wants to speak truth. We need to be ready when the Lord wants to use us in warfare. We're going to talk about it tonight. We just need to be ready, be ready, be ready. That is the word. I think I'm going to bring forth that word next week. Be ready, be ready, be ready. Tonight is be free. Next week, I believe we're going to teach on be ready. And so let me go ahead and get into the teaching. I'm going to take my time tonight and really dive into what the Lord is speaking to us on tonight. You normally hear me going really fast, but tonight I'm just going to slow it down so that we can hear what the Lord is saying to us through the words he is allowing me to speak, but also the words that he is speaking to you, to me, in our individual quiet time with him. Amen. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you today, God, i thank you for helping me to get home safely i was traveling today and i thank you for traveling mercies i thank you that the traffic wasn't too heavy on the road thank you for smooth sailing and no accidents got no tickets everything was wonderful god and i thank you for it god i thank you for being with me today as i was at the training this 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 day and this morning this afternoon Thank you just for the, the the knowledge and the wisdom that was poured into me as an educator. God, I thank you for it. God, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Thank you for blessing them today, Father God, on their job, at their school, even if they're home for the summer. God, thank you for blessing each and every one of us in our respective pers- uh, uh purpose, Father God, and in our respective places. God, I thank you, God, for for the challenges that we face today and you saw us through. God, thank you for the, the way the enemy tried to run a havoc in our lives, but he didn't prevail. We received the victory. God, I thank you for how you opened doors for us today and how you made ways for us today. God, thank you for how you healed us today, for how you delivered us today. Hallelujah. God, thank you that your mighty hand of protection and peace was upon us today. God, thank you for everything we accomplished today. God, thank you for the productivity today, Father God, what we need to get finished for this week, which ends tomorrow. God, give us the wisdom, give us the strategy, give us the guidance to finish our week strong, to finish our week well, and to accomplish everything that you desired for us to accomplish this week. God, we thank you. Father God, for this time of rest, we thank you for this time of teaching, we thank you for this time of listening, we thank you for this time of restoration, for this time of revival, for this time of reminding us who we are in you and what you desire for us to do, God, thank you for this time of fellowship with you, God, we love you, God, we honor you, God, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So again, tonight, we are talking about be free. And God gave me an acrostic, excuse me, A-C-R-O-S-T-I-C, acrostic. I love doing acrostics with my students because it helps me to know who they are and it reminds them of who they are, their characteristics and their personality. So acrostic is simply taking, for example, my name is Stephanie, taking each letter in my name and putting a word to it that describes who I am. For example, for S, I will put sassy, T, tenacious, E, ever ready, P, powerful, and so on. So it's taking a a set of words, a phrase or a set of words, and adding a word to it for your uh, that describes either the topic that you're teaching or the session that you're leading, or your own personal mantra. (laughs) Just whatever that word or that phrase of words could be. And so our phrase of words tonight is be free, be F R E E, and the Lord has given me words to describe be free. So let's dive in. Our first word for being is bold. But I love the word bold. There is a church in Charlotte. It's called Bold Church. (laughs) And I'm looking at, I'm seeing the pastor in my mind, but I can't think of her name right now. But she is such a mighty woman of God, a bold church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Look it up. If you get a chance, go and visit the woman of God and her husband and their congregation. They are amazing work in Charlotte and in that area. So I praise God for Bold Church. And I praise God for the word bold. The word bold is an action word. Like when you have bold, you've got to do something with it. You know, you can't just sit stagnant, lay around. You've got to do something with bold. And so when I looked up the definition for bold on dictionary.com, it says not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger or rebuff. Another definition for bold is courageous and daring. And we're going to hit both of those definitions. So the first one, not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger or rebuff. So in this bold, God is telling us that we need to be bold when it comes to fighting against the enemy, We need to be bold in warfare. Let me tell you something. The enemy is not playing. He is out to do what he has uh, been committed to, kill, steal, and destroy. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He is on his job. And let me tell you something, as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus, as sons and daughters of God, we need to be about our business and fighting against the enemy. Let's go to Ephesians 6. It's hard to talk about fighting if we don't know the proper tools or the proper equipment that we have in order to fight. I actually was going to read this in my New Living Translation, and I think I will actually. I think I will, Since the Lord told me to put my King James up. I'm going to flip through. I, I put my other scriptures on my notes, but this particular scripture that I didn't. So I'm going to flip through in my Bible to Ephesians 6, and I'm going to read that in your hearing. We have heard this scripture read so many times. We have read it ourselves so many times, and we're used to hearing it in the King James Version. I know I am, but tonight I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. We're going to start at verse 10. And final, a final word, be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of, the, of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people. Y'all, let me say that again. We are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world and against wicked spirits in heavenly in the heavenly realms. That's who we're fighting against. When your boss treating you, he or she is piling more work on you, they seem to ridicule you in front of your coworkers. It's not them. It is the enemy trying to kill steal, and destroy. When your children are being disobedient, when they are doing everything that you've asked them or that you've told them not to do, when they buck up against your authority, it is not them. It is the enemy out to steal, kill, and destroy. When your coworkers or your sisters and brothers in Christ at the church, when they talk about you, when they share your business, that they weren't supposed to share, when they ridicule you, it is not them. It is the enemy at work behind them seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. So we need to recognize the enemy for who he is, use the weapons of our warfare, and shut the enemy down. How do we shut him down? One way we shut him down is putting on the whole armor of God. Verse 13 in Ephesians 6. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil so that after the battle you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, my God, stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's your weapon. Belt of truth. Shoes shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. Shield of faith. Sword of the spirit. Spirit which is the word of God, that is our armor. That is one way we fight against the enemy. Put on the whole armor. You can't go out with just your helmet on. We can't just go out with our shield of faith. We need to put on the whole armor from head to toe. We are covered in the armor that God has given us, the weapons, the strategy that God has given to fight against the enemy. So get your weapon on every day. Put on your helmet of salvation. Live a saved life. Put on the belt of truth. Speak the truth of God's word. Speak truth all the time. Don't be a liar. Don't be a deceiver. Speak truth at all times. Even if it hurts. Even if it may offend. Even if it may cause others to turn your back turn their back on you. Speak truth. Take on the shield of faith. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little more faith. Faith is knowing, believing, sure in who you are in God and sure in who God is and sure in his promises. So have faith. Don't let doubt settle in. Don't let doubt creep in. Put on the shield of faith. Take the sword of the spirit. That's how we can have faith. We have our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When we study our word, when we read our word, it builds our faith. It reminds us of who we are. It reminds us of who God is and those promises that he has set for us. So get your your sword of the spirit, have the word of God. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace everywhere we go. We should bring forth the peace of God, not confusion, not dissension, not strife, but peace, which is God, the very heart of God, the essence of him. Is So we should be taking our entire atmosphere should be peace. And so when we go, we should be taking peace with us. Amen. Have our breastplate of righteousness. righteousness. Keep your heart centered in God. That way others won't break it. Others won't come in and hurt us. And, and um, yes, yeah, sometimes we will get hurt, but if we keep our breastplate of righteousness on, it will. God will show us who we need to connect with, who we need to be in relationship with, and it will minimize the hurt That we experience. Okay. And so, helmet of salvation, we have to be mindful of the thoughts that we think. We need to be mindful of the thoughts that enter into our mind and what we allow our ears to hear. Because what our ears hear and our eyes see, a lot of times we think about those things. So, we need to keep our mind protected. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need to think on those things that are lovely and those things that are pure, those things that are are of good report, those things that are virtuous. That's what we need to think on. we need to keep have the mind of christ and keep our minds settled in the word of god settle on the things of god settle in peace settled in joy in Jesus' name, not on the past, but settled in God, fully in him. Amen. Amen. So that's how we fight against the enemy. That's how we are bold when we have our armor on. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Take that armor, take that weapon and pull down those strongholds that the enemy will try to use to keep us um, bogged down, to keep us uh, in debt, to keep us in in doubt, to keep us lacking love, to keep us in negative relationships, to keep us um, stagnant, Stay tear those strongholds down in Jesus' name. Amen. We have armor. We have weapons. All we need to do is be bold and use them. And in this season where anything goes in America at this time, in my opinion, we need to make sure we have on the armor of God. We need to make sure that we are using our weapons of warfare. It's not time to be timid. It's not time to back down. It's time to stand flat-footed in the word of God and be bold about who God has called us to be, and be bold about fighting against the wiles of the devil, be bold about holding up our shield of faith as those fiery uh, darts come, bold about letting the enemy know that you are defeated in Jesus' name. I have victory over you. I triumph in Jesus' name. We must be bold in the face of actual or possible danger that comes from our enemy. Amen. Amen. And so God is also calling us to be bold in who we are in Him. Who are you? If you had three words to describe who you are, what words would you use? And in one instance, I say I'm a Christian, I'm a woman, and and I am an African American. If I'm thinking about my personality, I would say I'm not I'm no nonsense, I'm tenacious, and I am powerful. It's very hard to limit who we are to just three words, but it gives us a foundation to think about who we are. It is important men and women of God that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. Because when we know who we are, we can stand firm against the enemy. We can be bold in who we are. We won't allow people to put us in a box. We won't allow people to dictate who we are. We won't allow people to deal with us according to who they think we are or, or, or according to who they think we should be. So we must know who we are. First Peter 2 and 9 gives us a foundation of who we are, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are chosen, you are royal, you are holy, and you are peculiar. (laughs) It is what it is. You are holy, you are chosen, you are royal, and you are peculiar. You will not speak like everybody else speaks. You will not do things like everybody does. You will not operate in a way that everybody else operates. Why? Because you are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of God who brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Psalm 139 and 14 says in the New International Version, I praise you because I am Fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that for well, let me tell you something. It is so easy for us to get caught up in trying to look like someone else, talk like someone else, preach like someone else, dress like someone else, have a work ethic like someone else. It's easy for us to do those things. But you, woman of God. You, man of God, are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are an original. You don't need to copy. So be bold in who God has called you to be. Be bold in what God has called you to do. Be bold in what God has called you to speak. Be bold in how God has called you to operate. Again, don't let someone put you in a box. Don't put your own self in a box. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free to be bold. Be comfortable and confident in who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So be bold. I need to move on. I'm E. Well, I'm just on the E and B. Lord, help me. Help me. But I needed to establish that foundation. So the E and B. It's ever ready. I love the term ever ready. It means you are organized, you are equipped, you are prepared, you are ready. We never know when the Lord wants to use us. So we need to always be ready, always have our heart and our mind, our affections, our appetites, centered on Christ Jesus so that we are forever ready to be used by him when he wants to use us so, uh what did um to your lord here am i send me i believe it was Ezekiel i could have it wrong lord forgive me if i have it wrong i haven't read that scripture in a while but um Uh, One one of the prophets, you know, he said, uh, here am I, Lord, send me. We need to have a here am I, Lord, send me mentality. We need to have a here am I, Lord, send me heart. Here am I, Lord, whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want me to say, whoever you want me to minister to, Lord, I am available. I am ready. My heart is open to receive what you have for me and then to pour that out into whoever you want me to pour it out to. I I am ready, Lord. And so we need to have a readiness about us. We need to be ever ready to do what God has called us to do. It's Isaiah. Isaiah 6 and 8, you know, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he said, here am I, send me. Uh, the scripture that I found, we often use this scripture uh, when we tell preachers, you need to be also ready. But Matthew 24 and 44 says, therefore, be ye also ready. This particular Matthew uh, chapter 24 is talking about being ready when Jesus comes back to receive us unto himself. So the rapture is talking about for us to be ready then, you know, have our lamps trimmed and burning. But it's good for us to have this scripture to apply it to the fact that we need to be ready when God wants to use us. Yes, we need to be Ready, uh, ready when he comes. But we need to be ready when God wants to use us. We need to be prepared and equipped. How do we do that? Studying our word, praying, praying and fasting, worshiping, praising God. Again, have our heart, our mind, our soul, our appetites, all of us, our entire being, tuned into God. So that when He says go, we can go. When He says speak, we can speak. When He says do, we can do god may God may drop a name in your spirit you need to be ready to pray because you may be preventing that person from committing suicide. You may be preventing that mother from dropping her baby in a dumpster. You may be preventing that wife from walking out on her husband. You may be preventing that father from walking out on his family. You may be preventing that pastor from walking away from his church. So when God drops the name in your spirit, be ever ready and pray for them. When God has you, you at the grocery store or at Walmart or Target or uh, wherever you shop at, wherever you find yourself at, and the Lord tells you to go and minister to that individual, do it. Be ever ready to do it. Be bold and do it because we may, may be the lifeline that that person needs. We may be the lifeline that that child needs. We may be the lifeline that that family needs. So be ever ready to do what God has called you to do. Amen? Amen. So now we're going to get into free. Letter F, fervent. Dictionary.com just uh, defines fervent as having or showing great warmth or intensity of spirit, feeling, or enthusiasm. I I love fervency. Um. The scripture that I have for you is Nehemiah 8 and 10. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this. Day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now in Nehemiah we understand that God commissioned Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So in this eighth chapter. The people have requested that the law of Moses be read. And I can imagine they requested that the law of Moses be read so that they can be reminded about what God spoke to Moses, so that they can be revived, revitalized, refreshed. They have this new wall, right? So it's a perfect time when this new wall is up to be revived, to be refreshed in the law of God, in the promises of God. And so that is why... Um, Oh goodness. Um, uh, uh, who who? Um, my my. I don't know why names are escaping me. Um, I'm I'm gonna look at it real quick. But the man of God who got a commission to help lead the people. He read the word of of or read the word or the law of Moses to the people, and he is the one speaking now. Go forth, be merry, be uh, drink, rejoice. You know the joy of the Lord is your strength. Fervency is a part of that joy we have in Christ Jesus, the joy of the Lord being our strength. The strength, we need strength to be men and women of God. <laughs> it takes strength to be a son or a daughter of God because tests come, trials come, people test our, us, our, test our integrity, test our character, you know, the, the, the enemy using people to test us, to try us, to... Um, uh, you know, sometimes it's God using them to to perfect us, to make us new in Him, to get out the old, so that He can can put in the new. So we need to have that joy. We need to be joyful. We need to be fervent in who we are in Christ. Fervent as a son of God, fervent as a daughter of God, we need to have those intense feelings that I love God. I have peace in God. I have joy in God. I love serving God. No, it's not always easy. No, sometimes I don't like it. But you know what? Overall, this life, of, of living for Jesus, it's all good. I am. I have a strong feeling of happiness. I have a strong feeling of enthusiasm. I have a spirit of joy, and I will go forth in it. Look, if you operate in fervency, if you are fervent, people will ask you, like, "Why are you smiling? Like, why are you so happy?" Perfect opportunity for us to share the love of the Lord with them. Amen. So we need to be a people of God. Who are fervent in spirit, the joy of the Lord, the enthusiasm of the Lord, having that strong feeling that, yes, through the up and downs the tests and trials, we love being a daughter of God, we love being a son of God, amen, amen, so I'm looking at nehemiah a hey, Ezra Ezra was the priest, thank you, Lord. Ezra was a priest during Nehemiah's time, and he was the one that read the book of the law to the people and declared that the joy of the Lord is their strength. Amen. So I want to keep moving. Our R for free, or excuse, yes, our R for free is revived, revive. Give me just a moment. I want to look at something really quickly. I made a mistake when I said that Ezra was the one that told the people to go celebrate. It was actually Nehemiah. I apologize for making that mistake, and I wanted to correct that. That's why I said, let me look. So it was Nehemiah who told the people to go forth and be merry and told them that the joy of the Lord is their strength. And I love that God used Nehemiah to speak forth to speak this forth to the people because Nehemiah was the one on the front line. Nehemiah was the one that God gave the vision to. Nehemiah was the one that God gave the strategy to build the wall, the people to build the wall, the tools to build this wall. So it was rightfully so that he was like, now that we've worked hard, now that we've labored, now that we have been ridiculed by Sam Ballard and Tobias, now we can experience joy. Now enthusiasm comes. Now fervency comes because we have accomplished what the Lord has commissioned us, accomplish. And now is time to rejoice. Amen. Amen. So thank you for allowing me to make that correction. We do make mistakes sometimes, and I thank God for allowing me to bring that correction. Amen. Amen. So, R and Free is Revived. Now, I think it was in our summer gathering, actually, when we talked about Holy Ghost revival and and the teacher spent some time talking about being revived and talking about a revival. You know, sometimes we just need a personal revival. Sometimes we can't wait till the tent revival comes. Sometimes we can't wait till our church or a sister church is having a three-day revival or a Friday night revival or a week-long revival. Sometimes we just need to get on our Facebook for the Lord for ourselves and have our own personal revival we need to, to to just scream out god revive us again we just need to ask the lord to refresh us renew us restore us revitalize us father god in the name of jesus sometimes we just have to have need to have must have our own personal revival amen Amen, and that's all right. Hey, hallelujah, it's all right to have a personal revival. It's all right to allow the Lord to minister to us, to allow the Lord to to sup with us, allow the Lord to bring healing to our body, to our soul, to our mind, to our emotions. It's all right to allow the Lord to deliver us, to clean us up, to get out the junk and the nastiness of our attitude or our bad personality or our bad mouth, good gracious, (laughs) or just our negative way of living. It's good for the Lord to get that junk out of us and put himself into us, put his joy and his love and his peace and his long suffering and his temperance and his patience within us. Amen. Sometimes I need a day-to-day revival. I work with high schoolers over the summer, y'all. And sometimes I just need a (laughs) a daily revival, sometimes dealing with those high schoolers, sometimes they can be disrespectful and just needing patience, you know, and and long suffering to work with them. So sometimes I need a daily revival and sometimes they come minute by minute, y'all, I'm telling you, but revival is needed. Renewal is needed. A refreshing is needed. Amen. Amen. So God wants to revive us. He does. He wants to refresh us. He wants to restore restore us. Sometimes life just beats us down sometimes, you know. Sometimes we get involved in, in relationships we should have never been in. Sometimes we get on a job that we should have never gotten or should have never accepted. Sometimes we are dealing with people, you know, maybe uh, on the road people want to cut us off or, uh, or um, you know, almost hit us and uh, honking at us, you know. Sometimes the work just gets hard. Our boss is piling more and more work on us and not giving us any more money. Sometimes life can be hard. It can be tough. It can be rough. And sometimes it really... takes the the joy away and it takes peace away sometimes you know but but God wants us to be revived he wants us to be refreshed we cannot be good to this world if we are suffering we cannot share the good news of Jesus Christ if we are in lack we cannot share God's love if we are empty so God desires for us to experience revival a refreshing a renewal Day to day, I love that God gives us new mercies every single day. I need mean, <laughs> new mercies every single day. I'm glad that God does that for us, that He gives us that newness, that freshness. Each and every day of our lives, and in turn, we should give it to each other, right? So I had to tell uh, my co-laborers at, at the school, my TAs, my co-teachers, that you know, when the when one of our students does something, says something that we didn't like, or that you know, offended us, or hurt us, or whatever the case may be, we're not going to carry that over the next day. God gives us new mercies; we're going to give our students too, and I live by that. Sometimes, especially dealing with working with my high schoolers, sometimes I need to give them new mercies when I see. Them. I, I may see one uh, in the morning. I might have to give them new mercies, and I see them in the afternoon. Okay, so God wants us to have that 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 time of refreshing and renewal. So get on your face before the Lord. Sometimes it's good just to sit in the presence of the Lord. God is just like a good friend. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. Just sitting in each other's presence is enough, and you can get just what you need. Sitting in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I lay. I will get on my floor and just lay out and just listen for God. Just wait for God to refresh me and renew me. He already knows what I need. Sometimes, yes, we do pray and we ask the Lord for what we need, but he already knows. Sometimes I get on my bed and just stretch out and be like, Lord, here am I. (laughs) Do what you need to do. Restore, refresh, revive. Do what you need to do so God wants us to have those times of refreshing, those times of revival. Again, we don't have to wait till our church has a revival. We don't even have to wait the Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Thursday night for Bible study or prayer time. We can have our personal revival right in our home, right in our car, right on our job. I'll go in the bathroom in a minute and be like, God restore me now, you know, refresh me now. So it's okay to have those personal revivals amen we need them we need them in this world we live in especially today we need to be revived so that we can maintain our strength in god to do what he has called us to do so let's go on to our e enthusiasm i love that god gave me this this word enthusiasm it's a little bit like the fervency So when I looked up uh, enthusiasm on dictionary.com, it says lively interest, lively interest. I like that, that we need to show an interest in the things of God. We need to show an interest in the people of God. So how do we show an interest in, in in the things of God? to advance the kingdom. Matthew 11 and 12 says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent force. So this does not mean we going out and fight nobody. You know, we fight the enemy, but we don't fight people. But this is saying that we need to basically be about our father's business. The enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy, and we need to make sure that his weapons do not prosper you <laughs> So in advancing the kingdom, we fight against the enemy. That was our bold. That was our be our bold, being bold to fight against the enemy. Here it comes up again. We need to be enthusiastic about fighting against the enemy. Don't let the enemy just come in and and steal from you, kill or destroy. Don't let him come in and kill your marriage. Don't let him come in and destroy your family. Don't let him come in and steal your joy and your peace. Be bold. Be enthusiastic fighting against the enemy. And we also need to be enthusiastic as we spread. The gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to get to it in, in E, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit. Our commission is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. What is that good news? That Jesus lived upon this earth, that he died on the cross to save us from our sins, and that he rose on the third day to ensure our total victory. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. And in that good news is love. In that good news is peace. In that good news is joy. That is our commission to share the news of Jesus Christ and we need to be enthusiastic about it. We need to be lively about it. We need to show an interest in doing what God has called us to do sometimes you don't even have to say a word. Just live an enthusiastic life and others will see your example and want to follow it. I guarantee when you say you are a Christian, the world is watching you. They are watching your every move. They are listening to your every word. They are watching your attitude. They're watching how you address your boss, how you address your co-workers, how you address your pastor and your other sisters and brothers in Christ. They are watching how you deal With people at the grocery store, they are watching. The world is watching. So, our life needs to be one of enthusiasm. Again, we know every day in Jesus is not peaches and cream, it's not roses and strawberries. Sometimes life is tough, but even in those tough moments, we say to God be the glory. We say, This thing is tough, but I still have my joy. I'm dealing with this issue, but you know what? Peace prevail in Jesus' name. So we can still be enthusiastic. We can still show an interest in advancing God's kingdom by by fighting against the enemy and by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, even when we're going through. So we need to advance God's kingdom, advance his kingdom by living out the principles of God's word as a model and by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, and by combating the hand of the enemy, we have those weapons. We talked about them early in Ephesians and in Second Corinthians. We need to be about our Father's business, and as we are about our Father's business, show some enthusiasm. If you dry, and sulking, and sad nobody's going to want to follow you and in turn nobody's going to want to follow Jesus. Oh my goodness, they're always mad. They're always sad. Ooh, what kind of god do they serve? Who is that god that that they serve? I don't want to know anything about him. That's why we need to have our joy, our enthusiasm be lively an interest in the things of God by participating in the things of God. We're going to talk about, um, you know, being a part of our church. But right now, in in our personal life, we can participate by what? Y'all heard me say a million times, studying God's word, praise and worship, prayer, Prayer and fasting, because when we do that in our secret prayer time, in our secret time, in our private time, it's going to show out in the world. That enthusiasm from doing the, from following those principles, are going to show to the world, and they're going to want to know Jesus. And that's a perfect opportunity for us to advance His kingdom by sharing God's love, by sharing the good news, and then by making the, by making disciples. Because I guarantee, if you live out Jesus. And you share Jesus, eventually others are going to come to Jesus, and that is advancing his kingdom. Amen. And so we also need to be enthusiastic about the people of God and just about people in general. It's tough sometimes, you all. Dealing with people. You know, I was talking about my high schools earlier, how sometimes they are just so disrespectful. And I want to take off the teacher and put on the mama and snatch him up, but I can't. I can't. I have to stay in the teacher role, right? And there are some people, some adults that we, we want to just match up because they're nasty, they're disrespectful, they don't have any coos, as the old folks used to say. They just are just a mess, just a hot mess. But God wants us to love them. He wants us to show enthusiasm about his people. And when I say his people, I mean the saved and the unsaved. He wants us to be enthusiastic, enthusiastic about the homeless person person, just like he wants us to be enthusiastic about our sister and brother in Christ that we sit by in church. He wants us to be enthusiastic about that drug dealer or that drug user or that prostitute or that pimp or that person out in the street. He wants us to be just as enthusiastic about sharing his love with those individuals as we are with our sisters and brothers that we see in church, our sisters and brothers that we fellowship with. How do we do that? by sharing his love, his love that is patient, his love that is kind, his love that doesn't see uh that doesn't keep account of wrongs of others. Well well we, we got you out, you know, it could be a family where we got you off drugs and put you in a rehab and you're right back in the street. I have a cousin right now that, that she has been helped by her by her father. She's been helped by the family. We pray for her and still she's doing the same thing over and over again. I cannot lose my enthusiasm in helping her. That helping her might just be praying for her. That helping her may be sending a word to her father to get to her. You know, that helping her may be going to visit her in her various uh, places. So that enthusiasm needs to stay strong for her, even though she's doing the same old thing time and time again. I still need to have an enthusiasm, an interest in her to come to Jesus, an interest in her to be saved, an interest in her to be delivered, amen? So we need to maintain an enthusiasm about the people of God, an enthusiasm about sharing God's love with everyone that we encounter. If you look at Matthew, um, oh my goodness, I didn't write the scripture down. I'm so sorry that I missed writing the scripture down, but it's when Jesus is telling Simon Peter feed my sheep. He tells him three times, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's what we need to do. Feed God's sheep. Even if we have to present salvation to the same family member, to the same co-worker, to the same person on this street, 150 times, do it with enthusiasm, show some interest in them, and I promise your sowing into them will there fruit. Amen. So enthusiasm, enthusiasm in advancing God's kingdom, and enthusiasm in his people, a genuine, lively, purposeful interest in advancing God's kingdom and in loving God's people. So we get to our last letter in our acrostic, letter E, this was interesting when the lord gave me the word engaged so we use engaged a lot in the school system we want our students to be engaged we want our parents to be engaged we want our colleagues to be engaged engaged being involved we want our students to be involved in our classroom involved in the lessons that we're teaching involved in the homework that we give them we want our parents be involved in their children's education we want them to volunteer to come work with the students to come help us out in the classroom we want them to be involved by coming to parent-teacher conferences we want them to be involved by donating supplies to the classroom we want them to be involved by volunteering to come on field trips you know and then we want our colleagues to be involved by by, by attending workshops and and seminars and coming to the staff meeting so we know what's going on so engagement involvement is what god is speaking for this last e and god gave me hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more. As ye see the day approaching, we need to be engaged in our local church. First of all, we need to attend a Bible-teaching, Holy Ghost-filled church we need to attend a church where the man of God or the woman of God is preaching the the unadulterated word of God. They're not taking away. They're not adding to it. They're giving you the truth of God's word. And then a place where the Holy Ghost is evident. He is flowing through the man of God. He is flowing through the woman of God. He is, is, um, Uh, uh, making changes in the life of the people. They're not the same when they leave. They're not the same this year as they were last year. You know, he's making changes. They're being renewed and restored and healed and delivered and revived. So this is the kind of church that we need to be in, where the fruit of the Spirit is in operation, where the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, where God is hand. He is center, not an individual, not a board, but God is head, and he is flowing strong. That's the kind of church, that's the kind of ministry we need to find ourselves in and we need to be engaged in that ministry. That means we need to be doing something, not just going on Sunday mornings, but we need to be engaged by paying our tithes and offering. We need to be engaged by becoming involved in an, in a, in uh, one of the uh, ministries, whether it's the choir, whether it's the youth ministry, the singles ministry, the marriage ministry, the usher board. We call our usher boards that or our ushers at Wings of Eagles. We call them gatekeepers. Being involved with the ushers or the gatekeepers. Being involved with the media ministry. Helping greet uh, in, uh, greet um, individuals or people who are coming to the church. We need to engage ourselves in the business of church. Engage ourselves in activities in church. Engage yourself by going to prayer prayer. Um, prayer time at the church, engage yourself by going to Bible study, the prayer meeting, thank you, prayer time, prayer meeting, going to Bible study, going to your church when they're having uh, different anniversaries or revivals or Friday night services or Friday night prayer, we need to engage ourselves, we need to be involved, involvement keeps us strong, involvement keeps us healthy in Christ Jesus, involvement keeps us accountable, involvement helps us to build relationships. Yes. So we need to be engaged or involved. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Go to church. Some people say, well, I can watch church at home on the TV. Yes, you can. But God is calling for you to go to an actual mortar brick building so that you can uh, in- interact with the people of God so that you can get strength, so that you can get prayed for, or so you can pray for somebody else so that you can build relationships we need to be engaged in our local church. Amen. And be engaged in the missions ministry, outreach ministry, just whatever you feel, whatever your passion is, whatever area of ministry that God is calling you to, calling you to, get engaged, get involved in that cleaning ministry. Lord, have I used to be involved in the cleaning ministry, and then I Got you know working on school and schedule got busy, but I'd be around there cleaning the church, praying, laying hands on the pews, laying hands on the pulpit because we have a, a clear pulpit and we wiped it down. I'd be praying for the pastor. So get that's hey prayer ministry while you cleaning. So just get involved, get engaged. It will when you are engaged in your local church, it will keep you built up. It will keep you encouraged. It will keep you strong in the Lord because again, you have that accountability and you are building those relationships. So get involved. Amen. The last scripture for this that's how y'all was going to get to, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I don't want to talk about it too much because I've already talked about outreach, but we need to be engaged by spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Everywhere we go, we should be sharing God's love. Even if it's just a handshake, even if it's a touch on the shoulder, even giving a smile, you don't know what wonders a smile will do while you're walking up and down the aisles at the grocery store or at Walmart or Target or Nordstrom or the mall, wherever you are. I smile at people when I'm at the grocery store. I'll nod to people because that's just I really want to exude God's love everywhere I go. I don't I don't succeed all because I get in my flesh sometimes, but I try my best and about to exude the love of Christ, that smile, you never know what how, how the joy of the Lord will minister to a person when you smile to them, just that joy emanating from your smile may be what they needed, just that handshake, even letting somebody go in front of you in the grocery store line, that's showing love amen it may it may not feel it may sound silly right but it's showing love it's showing care for people so we are engaged by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ by going therefore teaching all nations about Jesus. And then teaching our sisters and brothers about Jesus by, by, again, holding them accountable. You say you're a Christian. Well, let's let's treat each other like we're Christians. Let's treat each other with kindness, with respect. Let's observe to do all that God has commanded us to do. He said, first, love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments in the law hinge on those two, to love God first, And then love your sisters and brothers. And part of loving them is holding them accountable. Sometimes we need to bring, just as much as we need to bring encouragement and um, exhortation and building up our sisters and brothers, the same token, we need to share some correction with them sometimes and let them know, you know, sister, I really don't like the way you treated our other sister in Christ. Or it seems like you're being a little too flirty with brother so and so, you know, he's married. Or maybe we need to, you know, I know. We need we, we need to maybe work work on your attire. Don't do it when they first came in. Like if it's a seasoned person, you know, maybe the skirt is a little too high. They're sitting on the front row. You might need to talk with them about it so they won't be distracting to the men or, you know, other children or anybody else, you know, within the church. And it's okay to have those conversations. But when we do, we must go in love. We must go in love because the Bible says simply here, teaching them to observe all the things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now, I know God hasn't specifically commanded us not to wear short dresses or not to wear too tight clothes. He hasn't specifically commanded us to do those things. But as we honor our temple, as we take care of the body that God has given us, and as we present Christ to the world, we need to be mindful about how we dress, just as much as we need to be mindful about what we say and how we treat people We need to be mindful of the way that we dress, and it's okay that we have those conversations with our sisters and brothers. Amen. Amen. So sharing, be engaged in your local church, being engaged by sharing the love of Christ, by uh, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So that is the teaching that the Lord has given us for tonight. Be free. Be bold. e um, ever ready, F fervent, R revived, E enthusiastic, E engaged. That is the word of the Lord. God, I thank you. For this word that you have given us tonight, I pray that you will minister to every hearer and let this word sink down deep and let it um, uh, bring forth much fruit, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. I think they might be about to cut me off, but if you want to know more, uh, and if they do, God bless you, but if you want to know more about the ministry, visit us at Ministries nc.weebly.com like us on facebook at facebook.com slash be free ministries See, and seeing if you have a prayer re- prayer request or praise report email us at be free ministries nc at outlook.com look if nobody has told you that they love you today i love you we at be free ministries we love you this is be free ministries signing off